It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. We're back, buddy. What up? We are back. How what about it? What is up? Handle business. Biggest, biggest game of the last two years in the regular season. No big deal. Yeah. Other than Jalen's knee, we'll talk about it. But no big deal. Well, I Handle was... business. Kicked ass. They dominated the Dolphins. Everyone was terrified. I was Handle up last business. night at 2.30 uh, in the morning. Good morning, by the Thank way. 4.55 in the morning. Elliot in studio. Yes, yes. You, you look like you literally rolled out of bed, threw some Thanks. clothes well, on, and came in. I the appreciate problem it. with it, like always having my hair done so well and always being well put together is that if I'm anything's not, it's like I look very discombobulated. <laughs> I have the glasses on. I decided not to do the contest. You do. I see it. Yeah. Good. Um, I was going to say, speaking of Jalen's knee, I was up at 2.30 in the morning last night comparing videos of him running in training camp out to practice Great. compared it's good. to him running out of the tunnel. So the, the Jalen injury is being handled well by all involved. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Excited, a- excited to talk about that. I actually have way too many thoughts about his knee and uh, how he looked running. But you said, you know, we're back, right? And I think my main takeaway is we never left. Yeah, that's probably a good way to put it, actually. That's better than what I was going to say. Is so on Saturday afternoon, did, uh, you know, the Go Birds Radio with Devin Caney. Yeah, very fun to have her in. And we discussed, like, who are you more nervous about, the Phillies against Arizona or the Eagles against um, the Dolphins? And obviously, both ended up taking care of business. But. I kind of just felt all week, and this kind of started when we did our midweek pod, that the Eagles were just being disrespected and we weren't giving them the credit they deserved. And last night they showed why they're a serious team, and this is absolutely not no way to discredit their win because it was an impressive, impressive win, as we'll talk about. But you saw the difference last night between a legit Super Bowl contender and a team that's just winning games. Like the Eagles are now 6-1. and one. Both the Dolphins and Eagles were 5-1 and one heading into that game. The Eagles were clearly the better team. Like, the, definitively. The Eagles were the battle-tested team. They were the tougher team. They were the more talented team. I thought they were the better coach team. And Miami is still a good team. Like, this is not to say, like, oh, the Dolphins aren't what we thought they were. 
But the Eagles exposed the Dolphins and showed why they're a contender and the Dolphins are not. Like, last night was the end of the whole, well, they're 5-1, and one, but they're actually not that good. No, like, last night, the record speaks for itself now. The Eagles are 6-1 and one because they are the best team in the NFL. They're better than any AFC teams. They're better, in my opinion, than the 49ers. They are better than the Lions. Not that those teams are not good. The Eagles are better. And you saw that last night. The Eagles can dominate games in ways other teams cannot. And I think what it was so impressive about last night was I felt the Eagles went out there like ready to have a statement game. Remember last year when they played the Titans and the whole thing was, yep. well, here's the real team they're going to play. Like, here we go. Now, no no more of this, like, you know, beating up on bad teams. The Titans are a playoff-tested team. And the Eagles, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the Titans came in and they smacked the Titans around. If not for two turnovers by Jalen, which we will definitely get into, the Jalen part of this pod will probably not be as fun as the first part of this pod. But if not for those two turnovers, they would have won that game 31-3. to Like, they completely and utterly dominated a Dolphins team that was being discussed as one of the best offenses ever through seven weeks. Like, there was a stat that got sent to me earlier in the week, and it was, this was the first time since 2016 that week seven or later, the top two offenses in the NFL played. And that year, it was the Saints and the Falcons. That game was 38-32. There was almost 1,000 yards of offense. Like, those were two legit offenses. The The Dolphins are a legit, legit, offense, legit offense, but only the Eagles showed up last night. And that's because the Eagles made sure the Dolphins never had a chance to win that game. So... It was just impressive. That's why performances like that are why they deserve the benefit of the doubt because they are a well-oiled championship contender that, frankly, is not to be trifled with at home or in any situation where they're being questioned. I like that. Very strong, coming in hot. Thank you. Uh, yeah, look, I, I thought they, they were clearly the better football team. I, I don't, I'm not going to go so far as to say the Dolphins aren't contenders because of well, it and all that. Well, I said that on Miami radio yeah, last night. you went night. a little hard. Look, I, I, think, I think there's the ebb and flow of the NFL. I can't see the, Jet, the Jets beat the Eagles last week and then a Dolphins lost to the Eagles and I'm going to indict the Dolphins. But look, this was a massive game that both teams got up for. I, the biggest regular season game in the last two years, in my opinion, for the Eagles. And the Eagles whooped their ass. Yeah. Like, they were just a way better football team. There was no question throughout the entire game, even with mistakes. Like, even when he threw that pick six, it was like, you know what? I know it's a tie game, but but we're just better. Like, I feel like we're better. At no point was they I— They were the one making I mistakes. I wasn't concerned. Yeah. I wasn't concerned in that game, and that's crazy. And, look, we talked a lot about the defenses the Dolphins face coming in. That's probably part of it. You know, yeah, they did face a bunch of bad defenses. Like, it looks that way. Right. But that doesn't take anything away from the fact that this team had put up, what, 37 points a game and was expected points of historic <laughs> and all this crap. And the Eagles D-line just kicked the earmuffs, one, two, three, kicked the shit out of them. Like, they whooped their freaking asses. Jalen Carter, Hassan Reddick, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, like, all those guys, Josh Sweat, like, they were Awesome, and they showed why this Eagles defense is is a lot better. I think than than we've given it credit they for. Are, for sure. Shout out to Sean Desai. Shout out I mean, to Sean Desai. Well, one touchdown. They gave up one touchdown to this yeah. de- to this all time offense. One touch with with who, like p- pieces missing in the secondary. Terrell Edmonds. The only reason people know who the hell he is is because that freaking video from Citizens Bank Park yeah. now. Otherwise, he's like nobody out there. And, and finding ways to make plays, he's got everyone contributing. Nolan Smith making plays last night. Um, and then obviously offensively, just more than enough. Again, if they didn't turn the ball over, who knows twice, who knows where that game, what that game is. Yeah. 
Um, and, and look, you mentioned the coaching too. I mean, they were just more ready for the spot. I mean, what was it like 10 penalties to none? So 10 penalties, 11 penalties to team, none, whatever it was. I mean, it was insane. First team all year to play a game and not have a single penalty. They did have the offsetting penalties, but hey, they're offsetting. It didn't happen. Exactly. And then there was only one team. And that was all- an after the play penalty too. So yes. it's not an inaction Agreed. penalty. Good, yeah. good point. And then last year, there was only one team that did it all year. That was the Kansas City Chiefs. As though there were some that I might remember, unfortunately, they were the team. That Pretty won good. The Super well, Bowl. look, the only two six and one teams in the NFL right now are the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, yeah. the Niners have a chance to do it tonight. Well, but, but last thing, just on that, the idea that that you know, in a game where this was the the biggest game of the year, and I think especially coming off the loss last week, like like this this Eagles team, to your point at the beginning, they reminded us who they are. Yeah. Like, like they, the, I just thought it was so important to see them bounce back and not just bounce back and play well and win. Cause you know, we'll get to Jalen. There are small parts of the thing that you could say that wasn't great, whatever. But for them to come out and play a game with no penalties, you know, tightly coached, showing up, playing with energy, playing with excitement, motivation, all that. Like that's just, it was exactly just like, honestly, you kind of parallel the, the, the Saturday Sunday thing, like after losing those two in Arizona and not looking like the team we'd seen for the Phillies to come back and just like, all right, that that's them. Yeah, that's yep. the team, the Harper and Schwarber. Let's go, Wheeler. Yes, like that's the guys. Like it felt like the Eagles. It was like, oh yeah, like like anyone who was worried, anyone who's concerned, that's the Eagles team we were expecting. And that's so hard to do. Like, and that's why going off those two losses in Arizona to tie the Phillies in, which is impossible not to tie in pretty much anything in my life I talk about right totally. now. But but. Like, the Phillies team had not done that before. Like, the Phillies team had had a playoff run and whatever. Like, the Eagles, we knew, had it in them to do it. But to see them do it, it's still reassuring. And I agree with you. There's ebbs and flows in the NFL. Like, the Dolphins are still probably a top-five team in the league. I'm not, I'm not sitting here and saying, you know, they're complete frauds. I just thought it was so evident last night that one team is able to deliver and take a punch— and frankly, the Dolphins are a finesse team. Like, they are talented, but... Yeah, the Eagles beat their ass. Exactly. And, like, I think that's so important to be able to do. That's I don't think it's coincidence that the two times the Dolphins have looked bad this year has been in Buffalo and in Philly. Because when you go to Buffalo and you go to Philly, it's going to be hostile, it's going to be physical, and you're going to get hit. And the Dolphins, to me, look like a team that cannot take a punch. And But frankly, who cares if the Dolphins can take a punch or not? The point I'm making is the Eagles can both take and deliver a punch. And I think that's so important when you talk about their ability to win come come playoff time. And they do it, and look, we let's get to the defense now, because I think a lot of times the defense gets overshadowed. So much of the pod this year, post-game and during the year, has been like the passing game, Jalen, Brian Johnson, all those things. Sean Desai is doing an unbelievable job. I mean, Sean Desai has been the best coach on the coaching staff. Without um, a doubt. I'm guessing you weren't up last night to hear my postgame hit, but I'll get ahead it of it. It was not. I'll get ahead yeah. of it and just say it. Like, Sean Desai did what Gannon never Thank did. Thank you! Like, I'll, it's, there's, like, I'm not going to skirt Let's around go. it. Like, yes. it's, it's a, it's, that's exactly what everybody wanted to see from Jonathan Gannon. Yep. He took an elite offense last night, and he completely and utterly dominated it. My negative seven yards in the first half against the number one rushing offense that was running all over everybody in the entire NFL. Granted, Tyreek Hill did drop a pass, which could have been a touchdown, but take that away. And like, they didn't really move the ball that well against the Eagles. It was and, only Tyreek Hill. And then like a couple Mostert runs in the second half on yeah. that one drive. And that was like it offensively. Now, 
you know. And even then, Hill, they held the 88 yards. Yeah, like, it yep. felt, watching it, it felt like a lot more in the moment. But, like, they did. They held him. And I don't think this is why Hill dropped it. Maybe I'm just telling myself it's why it is. But the hits. The I think it's the hits. Like, like, I, I don't think, think like, it hurt, he was man, looking. Yeah. Because he dropped it. Like, and, there ain't no other way to put it. Um, so, Sean Desai said earlier in the week something like, you know, uh, speed can kill, but phys- physicality impacts speed. Oh, and I think that's exactly Philly. what happened. Like, Philly line. I, don't, Let's I go. don't think it was like, you know, like he came with some super ultra blitz heavy package or anything. I think he definitely shut down the run, which made them one dimensional. Nick Sirianni talked about that after the game. And when they went one dimensional, like, again, this is kind of my overall thing is like the Eagles hit the dolphins and the dolphins had nothing prepared to come back. Totally. Mike McDaniel is arguably like right up there with Kyle Shanahan as one of the most creative and best offensive mind play callers in the NFL. And Sean Desai embarrassed him in prime time mm-hmm. in front of everybody. Like yeah. everyone's watching that game last night. Sean Desai, who knows if he'll be a head coach candidate, but going into the year, I probably would have said Brian Johnson is the most likely coach to be a head coach next. And he still might be. The offense was good, whatever. Sean Desai, what Sean Desai is doing is like, it's what gets you a promotion. Like I don't know, I don't know Sean well enough to know if he'll make a good head coach. I haven't been around him a ton, but like from a coaching perspective, he is doing the things that you do that get people promoted at his job. Like you have, I love Eli Ricks. Eli Ricks is out there. He's undrafted. He's undrafted free he's agent. Undrafted free yeah. agent. Sidney Brown making his first career NFL start, pretty much his first ever like meaningful NFL action, going against arguably like not after last night, but the number one passing offense in the NFL. And, look, he's a safety. I haven't had a chance to rewatch the game. I'm not going to sit here and act like I knew if he was making all the reads. But I know they only gave up one touchdown with him back there. Mm-hmm. So he clearly played pretty well. Like, to do what he was doing with the 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 players that were out there, and I think Sidney Brown and Eli Ricks have a really bright future and could definitely be long-term. They're talented, but they're both For rookies. For sure, but they're one, both really yeah. young. So to do what he did with those players is incredibly impressive. And just, yeah, I mean, all last year when we talked about Gannon, and I still believe this to my core. I'm not, like, saying I was wrong about Gannon. But my whole thing was it's just incredibly hard to shut down these elite offenses, and that's why I never killed him when he couldn't. Sean Desai did something that was incredibly hard last night, and it's incredibly impressive that he did it. And he's consistently done it while losing guys consistently yes. in the secondary. I mean, Reed Blankenship is easily this team's best safety. Easily. Like, they're er- certainly the most— um, And he's like, not even that good. No, but yeah, again, yeah, like, yeah, certainly yeah. their best, and also certainly yeah. their most, like, uh, sure. spent the most time in the defense, yes. knows where to be, all these type of things. Like, he didn't have them last night. Like, he's playing with linebackers who coming into the season and played zero, who were like, we yeah. didn't even like, like— uh, to your point, Eli Ricks is getting snapped. Josh Job is getting snapped. Like all these dudes, we Avante Maddox out for the year. All this stuff where, where like, you know, to the point, we didn't have injuries last year. The, other than CJ GJ, essentially, like yeah. in a couple moments here and there, like this team was remarkably healthy as a defense, and they stuck together. Like he is already. Not only has he done a fantastic job. Again, look, Stafford, again, they did such a great job adjusting at half. Like, every kind of solid quarterback they've played, they've handled business. And and Tua last night, the biggest one. And not only has he done that with all these, like, uh, you know, he's doing it with all yeah. these pieces missing throughout. Well, that's, I think, what makes the coaching so impressive. Exactly. I think last year it he's was— He's adjusting and adapting and, and making yeah. it happen as well, they go. And so, first of all, had a, a ton of roadies come up to me. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, which is always nice. Um, Two funny stories off that. The first, I'll tell the funny story and then, like, the point I'm making off of it. And I hope I don't forget it. This one uh, person came up to me, big listener to the pod. Shout out. Super nice. Obviously very drunk. The game was starting mm-hmm. at 8.30. Of course. 
But <laughs> yeah, everyone was, right? Yeah, of course. It was a party down there. Uh, and she just kept being like, man, go birds. You guys are just a football pod. You guys talk about football. And I'm like, that's what people say about us. We are <laughs> we are very much football guys. Yeah. I ooze football mentality. Uh, you, yeah. obviously, as really? well. So it was very nice. Yeah. But um, so anyway, someone came up and we're talking about the defense and if they should acquire somebody. And I think still, like, I would sit here and go, yeah, they probably need a safety. Sure. Yeah. But we sit here every week and go, man, how, like, they got to do something. They got to do something. And all they do each week is just dominate. Like, I don't know if they definitely do have to do something. If you can shut down the Miami Dolphins offense, what other offense are you out there? And I know it's only one game, but, like, sure, Patrick Mahomes is going to be super tough. But, like, I don't think there's a safety you're trading for right now that is – if Mahomes and Reed are on their games where it's going to matter. I don't think like, it hurts. No, no. Though, I'm not saying know, I wouldn't yeah. do it, but I guess I'm just sitting here and going, we keep saying the defense needs a ton of help. It does not look like the defense needs a ton of help. Like, no, they're doing no, a great I, job. I, That's I, only, yeah, totally. Like, I the results decide, each week are... <laughs> decide deserves a ton of credit. Yeah. And, and it's the thing we talked about coming in. It's It's what we said in the preview about why we thought they could win that matchup. Was the defensive line was freaking awesome? Well, man. that yeah, like hundred percent. I mean, Jalen Carter is Jalen Carter is is the best rookie we've seen here in. I mean, I don't like my lifetime as an Eagle. I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, just, to, just I mean, he he might Ryan Howard. You know, I'm talking like just football. Like I can't think of many more. He might be the best player on the team. I, it's, it's, and it's not a shot at anybody well, else. The, but he like, might not be because Hassan Reddick looks like Hassan Reddick yes, again. Yes. And then that you know, Fletcher Cox keeps playing. Oh, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis My played God, awesome. Jordan yeah. freaking Davis makes a difference in games. Yeah. Milton Williams is all over the place. I was thinking like, that last night. He gets so, so under discussed. Like, the dude yeah. makes plays. Josh Sweat is is like a, an impact player. Dude, Josh Sweat might be like a top seven pass dude, rusher in the they, NFL. They, that D-line is legit, legit. And, yeah. and that's what we saw. Uh, that's like the Chiefs won the Super Bowl not by having an elite defense with elite players all over the place. They won the Super Bowl by having elite offense and by having a defense that made some plays for them. Yeah. Like this D line is good enough to win you a Super Bowl without a freaking doubt. Oh, I, I mean, I don't think that's a question. Yeah. I, I, I'm talking I, about like as a defense, like the D line alone can make yes. enough plays in games to win you a Super Bowl, regardless of what else happens. Well, and so last night when I was on with the Miami station, they were asking me about you know like all these like all the defensive line, all these things, and I was I was thinking about it, and it's like, look, Javon Hargrave was an awesome player. Oh, it was why are they so good against the run? And it's because Jalen Carter is Jaylen so Carter's good just against a better the run. Player than he's Javon just a Argan. better. I'm sorry, he's a better player. He's, be- he's a flat out Eagles better player. Better player. He's, like, he's and it's not just like oh, he's a better player because he's younger and no, like he's no, better he's like right better. now. <laughs> yeah, when when yeah. he takes the field, he's a better player than yeah. Javon Hargrave. And I, I mean, think like that's, arguably, like there aren't, probably are not many defensive tackles suiting up in the NFL this no. each week who are much better than Jalen Carter. I 100 percent agree. Yeah. And he's awesome gets a run. He's awesome gets a pass. He gets double teamed. It doesn't matter. He opens things and up for the motor, people. Like it just he keeps going and keeps going. I mean and keeps it going. is it is so so hard to be a game changer from the defensive tackle as spot. a rookie. It, yeah, or like whatever fit. year. Like but, but yes, whatever year. Yeah. But, but you are when you're 21 years old or whatever. You're just not physically yes. where you will be. Like it is really hard. To dominate 27, 28, 29-year-old, like, offensive linemen who are in the peak shape of their lives and also professionally, like, coached and ready, like, and all that. Like, to dominate those guys as a rookie from both a physical and a football perspective, it's it's crazy. Well, it's and, crazy. It's Aaron Donald stuff. It's what Aaron Donald yeah, did. It's 100%. like those type of guys, like, it's, it's, it's Hall of Fame stuff to do what he's doing right away. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it's... 
5.30 a.m. or 4.30 a.m., whatever time 5, it is. 12 a.m. 5, 12 a.m. Uh, on a Monday on a victory pod. So, obviously, we can say whatever we want. Like, he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Without a doubt. Like, he, yeah, without a like, doubt. I mean, he's a rookie. Play, and, you know, things, if he plays this way yeah, for he'll six straight years, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. 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 Um, but to get back to kind of the, my theme of the pod, like, what that defensive line allows the Eagles to do and Sean decided to do is it means every single time they play an opposing team, that opposing team is going to get hitting them out the first time the game starts. Mm -hmm. Like, that defensive line is going to come in and wreck whatever plan you had going. From there, maybe you can adjust. Maybe you're able to take the punch if you're, like, a seasoned veteran team. But when you have Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Nolan Smith got a sack last night. Like, when you have those players in the front four, it does not matter how good of an offensive scheme you have to an extent because those players are going to wreck whatever that plan is. And it's just such an advantage that this Eagles team, and they're so seasoned and they've played in playoff games, all these things, like to have that unit, again, I know it's hyperbolic, but like outside of a quarterback, I think it might be the most valuable unit in the NFL. Just from a talent, skill, and importance perspective, like, again, I would have said the Dolphins receivers, but we saw last night the Dolphins receivers can be somewhat mitigated by, or completely mitigated by an impressive defensive line. So, yeah, I mean, the defense was, they were unbelievable. And they they have been for weeks. The Rams, they were awesome. The Jets, they were awesome. Last night, they were awesome. So, it's uh, it's everything Howie kind of envisioned when he yeah, built just that. like we predicted, defensive yeah. juggernaut, uh, which is crazy. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 20 minutes into the pod, we've yet to talk Jalen, so let's do that. But also, 20 minutes in the pod, we still haven't talked about the Kelly Green jersey. Well, I have a lot of thoughts Which are on the most that. fire yeah. things I've ever I seen. I thought we would All save right, that. We'll save but, it. Yeah. All right, let's get to Jalen. Uh, the injury, I want your thoughts on it. I, I thought it was kind of a strange... Um, broadcast in terms of the injury itself and also what was coming out of Twitter. He's wearing a leg brace. He's not wearing a leg brace. He was wearing a leg brace. Well, let's just call is it what he... it is. It's Bracegate. It's Bracegate. It is Bracegate. I like that. That's good. That's yeah, how I felt bracegate. last night. Um, So that whole thing. And then, like, it didn't look like it was really slowing him down to me yeah. in the same. Like, I didn't notice any real limp. There's not people for you. But obviously, it's a thing. He was asked about it. You know, AJ talked about it, all that stuff. Um, We'll get to to his play last night, which I think there was good and bad, obviously, and the, yeah. the turnovers. You know, we got to talk about, but but again, uh, and the I want to talk injury first, but on the whole, like, look, Jalen did win again. Jalen outplayed Tua. Like Jalen yeah, was better. Jalen was the better quarterback last night. He won the freaking game. Um, the injury first, then we'll get to the play. Uh, your thoughts on the whole thing? So it was a roller coaster. I'll just put it that way because so I had thought. And this is the first time I'm going to, like, say this. So through, d- earlier in the week, I saw Jalen walk into the podium, and he had his right ankle taped. And I didn't tweet it or say it on air because, like, I don't know. It was just taped, like, whatever. So, but when Jalen, when there was, like, talks throughout the the game of, like, oh, Jalen looks a little hampered. Like, to me, I wasn't super shocked. And for what it's worth, I don't think he looked hampered. Like, I think if we remove the drama of, and EJ Smith is my guy, I love him, of, like, him tweeting that there was a brace and then, like, he was late to come out. Like, 
all those things matter for sure. And, and Mario having the helmet exactly. on. Exactly. Like, and all those there, things yeah. matter. Like, like they were correct. And it's good news. job by it's EJ. News. It's their yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I think if you just watch the game, I do not believe Jalen Hurts looked hurt. I didn't I either. just don't, right? I didn't either. And then Jalen does this thing, and I actually think it's kind of cool. Like, the way he carries himself when he's not playing football is very slow, like, very methodical, like, very, like, just kind of like moving, like even when he runs out, and this is why I was watching practice video videos of him running out to practice from the summer last night, he just doesn't sprint. And I don't mean this in an offensive way at all to Jalen, but he's also always like the last quarterback out on the field. He just like, he has his routine, he sticks to it. And so last night when there were the videos of him running off the field, and people were like, oh yeah, he looks injured. Or like the video of him running into halftime too. I just, that's like kind of how he runs. So to be honest, th- for the whole like, Second half, I was very much in the camp of this guy's not hurt. I spent so much time looking at this dude's legs through binoculars, <laughs> like cut the audio, do whatever you want there. Like I was like I was convinced that guy didn't have a brace on. If he had a, if he and he did, he said he did. It had to be the thinnest, most like least intrusive brace I've ever seen in my time covering the league. So all my opinion up until when Jalen spoke. I saw him in the locker room. He was walking around, his knee did not look swollen, he didn't have ice on, he wasn't acting like he was hurt. All my stuff until he talked was, I think this guy is perfectly okay. When he talked last night, and Sirianni talked, and the players talked, it's clear he's dealing with something. Yeah. The players talked about how tough he is. Uh, Sirianni was asked about it, didn't really answer anything, and then was asked again and kind of pressed. And he was like, yeah, I mean, Jalen you know, was dealing with a little something. AJ said it too. AJ said it. Um, Jalen, like, you know, I don't, I don't, like, he basically was like, I hope not. When asked if it's something that's going to bother him from here on out, he said he did put on a brace. He said he feels fine. But again, he was asked basically like moving forward, do you think it's going to be a big deal? And he said, I hope not. So honestly, in 12 hours, would it surprise me if we got a Schefter tweet saying he had an MRI and he has like a a worse injury? Like, no, it would not surprise me. And that's the unfortunate thing about knee injuries. Like, it could be anything. Like if it was just an ankle sprain and his ankle was like had ice on it, they'd be like, "Okay, I know what that is." Like I can, I can. So, so do you think this was something that he had coming in, or you think this? Something he said that it was something he play? had coming in. That's is what, what he said. Okay, yes. so I mean that that at least is a positive. I think in the sense that if it happens last, they're night, aware of what it is. He started the game, played yeah. the game. So if they're aware of what it is, like that, you know, it wasn't something that happened last night. It's like, oh no, it's way worse than we thought, and he's just super right. tough. So like that's a positive. I um. So your face Look, is like directly behind this pole. Is this better? <laughs> is better. I, yeah, yeah, you guys see me. I know. I think, uh, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but I think players are always playing through a lot more than we know. And, yes, and I think and a guy I think that's like what Jalen is. is, look like that Bears game. Like he finished that game thinking he broke his collarbone. You know, we've yeah. all heard that story by now where he thought he freaking broke his collarbone. He played the rest of the game, was throwing footballs and tossing around, stuff like that. So it's like, like it's scary because you never know. But also I think that he's, look, uh, and again, we're not. I'm not going to make excuse for him, especially the turnovers, because that stuff is decision making and thus. Yeah. But I do think like Jalen has not looked physically a hundred percent the way he did last year. Like we know that he can take off when he needs to. He's had runs that look exactly like last yeah. year, but like it, it hasn't felt quite as dynamic, uh, uh, you know, athletically this sure. year for Jalen as he has. And I think that maybe he is dealing with something. And he has. I think that makes a ton of sense. And like. You know, that's that's something to be concerned about, but it's also something that I think he's just, you know, going to play through. Clearly, I think he, he needs tough. the bye. I yeah, think the bye will be good be for him. And all that. And look, keep winning games. Maybe you can get him some time at the end of the season before the playoffs. Yeah. Like last year, it really helped. But I definitely think, I think he definitely has something. 
I'm not, I don't think it's something that is, is a super big thing to worry about, but I think that it could be a reason why he looks slightly different. Maybe why his play is slightly less where it was before. Cause look, it, it influences everything. If you're, if your knee hurts or whatever, and you're playing through it, like you, it might make yeah, you a little bit worse, whatever, like, you know, I, I was, I was like you plant arm. all that, right. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think what you said is like, exactly how I feel where there is something that's more than just general wear and tear. No doubt. But I think it's in, again, not a doctor. In my opinion, it's closer to wear and tear than it is like the, like we're going to have a surgery. Again, pod. the fact that they let him start the game tells and you he something. came back out for the yes, second half. For what it's played. worth. Like, the and Eagles it was clear. Mariota thought he was going to go in. 50 million or whatever on yeah. this guy. They're not going to like do something that is like dangerous for yes. his future health to win a, win a week seven game. Well, you brought up the collarbone. I think it's important important to bring up that when that happened we had no idea that's that was my point happening. we had no idea and, that and, was my point he didn't say a word and they're being pretty open about this yeah like they're not hiding the fact yeah, the he's players are talking and about i think it, yeah. that's noteworthy too i think if there was real concern then I this would be very hush hush i uh, totally agree with you. now the other thing just from being in the locker room i'll share with the go birds roadies Ooh. so jalen wears like and i actually wear these when i run me and jalen no built the deal. same like you know like tights like long compression shorts like that go all the way down to your ankles. So on his right leg, it was all the way down to his ankle. Socks was on, tape was on, everything. The first time he walked in the locker room, his left leg, the the short, like the compression pant, was cut. So it was like above his knee. And it was clear that his his ankle tape had also been removed. So it does look to me like either, and again, he did have a brace on, like that's why, or they were doing work on his left leg prior to, to whenever, like him going up to the podium. So again, like something is definitely going on, and you just have to hope that the MRI doesn't show something so show something super worrisome. I do think with FedEx Field next week, I would be very cautious with him. Washington's not that good. Again, you're not going to sit him. You can, I mean, unless he's like really hurt. No, yeah. I could, but but like if he's seventy percent, like I, I guess my only point I'm making is I would be on the cautious side don't, with Jalen. Don't run him if you don't have to. Or stuff. don't play him. Like th- this little discussion flared in the week. Let's well, be look, no more. I th- again, and I think we're going to find out with the MRI and all that, but the fact that he started the game yeah, I, and I, played the whole thing makes me feel like it's not like a long-term type thing. Mariota definitely thought he was going in. Yeah, really? For sure. Okay, so that's interesting. Like, so I talked to Mariota and he was kind of like, you could just tell beating around like the bush, like not trying to say it, but it was clear. Like he was on the sideline warming up with his helmet on. Like, so anyway, Jalen, there's definitely something going on, and we'll find out more. And I'll keep watching videos of him running out to practice and trying to assess his running motion one and seems compared to another. Um, but as a player last night, I agree with your assessment as well. Like, so I, you know me when I give grades, I ding heavily for yeah, you're turnovers. A turnover killer. I still think he gets a B last night. Nice. I was gonna give him B minus C plus because two turnovers is bad, but you know, macro drink. Nice. We don't say as much as we used to, but no. but macro. Yeah, it's a, now becoming a deep cut. Now. Yeah, it is becoming a deep cut. I mean, the dude in prime time outplayed Tua and dropped. You know what? What they end up with? Thirty-four points. Thirty. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. 31 Seventeen. Four touchdowns. Um. Yeah. I mean, he did it in prime time. It was a huge game. It was Three probably touchdowns. Bit, the game one was a rushing one, but either right. Yeah. Two, but, two four, rushing one. Four, four offensive total, touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Um. Two passing one rushing, yes. and then the game one. Like it was probably the game of the year and so far that, in the and NFL. That dri- yeah, and that drive was. I mean, I don't know. There were. Uh, I used to be in terms of marquee matchups. I mean, oh, the marquee matchups. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Not sure. game of the year in terms yeah, of how yeah. crazy yeah. it was. I was like, wow, it was not the most. Entertaining no, no, no. Year, but yeah. but I just mean in terms of the two heaviest heavyweights fighting. Now probably. I think it's the Dolphins there. got exposed yeah, a little. But so he won, and that's what matters. Like in the drive after the interception was super impressive to just come right back down and and do that was obviously like franchise quarterback stuff. 
And the and drive he, he at the end of the really game, nice the drive like, at the end of the game to get that, like, kind of put it away. The game all touchdown. That was a great, great drive. Yeah, great drive when they needed it. And he made some big throws. You know, he really. The did. throw to AJ late was a perfect throw. It was great. I mean, AJ. What? I mean, what a stud. Yeah, AJ's on. Like, I, I, you know what? I, I don't. I would like. Who knows what they'll happen with the whole like diva? The what they like. You know what? If they're not throwing it to him, I want AJ to yeah, say just throw, throw it to, it to him. him. Throw it to him. <laughs> yeah. Like you should throw the football. That guy's freaking awesome. I mean, is he the best receiver in Eagles history? Yeah, him and Tia. The and one year Tio. And honestly, like that I've seen at least. Tio. Yeah, I, but Tio for that one year was this. No, week. no, he was. There's something about him and like his time here that makes me feel like he doesn't belong on all time lists. Yeah. But but I think if you include him, then yes. Yeah, he was pretty awesome. But AJ's done it for longer than AJ's been great, man. Yeah. AJ's great. Um, you know, probably the best trade in franchise history. Uh, I mean to acquire that player. I mean to go. It's hard though. I mean, how he's got to. I'd have to go back and think. But a lot but, of those are like niche, you know, not yeah. niche, but you know, it's like, well, he acquired this guy for a yeah. six, like, so yeah. I, anyway, but AJ is is unbelievable. He's the second player I think in NFL history to have 125 yards in five straight games. Yeah, um, yeah I played Tyreek last night. He outplayed Tyreek last night. Uh, yeah, and I could kind of tell her in the week, like AJ seemed in an awesome mood all week at practice. So and in the locker room, so I thought. He he had a big game coming, um, Jalen. Jalen as a player, let's just like say what it is. He is not playing as well as he was last year. Mm-hmm. He's just not. Yeah, doesn't mean it's a big time regression. It doesn't mean that last year was a fluke. It doesn't mean it was an anomaly. Any of those things. He's not playing as well. He as just he doesn't look it. He's I, just I, not I, well, playing. I as think well. the turnovers are the number one thing that is the difference from last year. Like he is not playing as well, but the results are not that far off as an offense. Like yeah. they're still. There's still a top five offense in the NFL, most statistical Again, categories. Again, the best team at, in the NFL. Yeah, and everyone is like, forget. I think they're like top four in expected points, yep. which I know is everyone's favorite stat. Like, right. also, like, like they are. The point is like they are still producing yeah. at a very high level. But the obviously eye test, we're big eye test guys. Yeah. Um, eye test and the turnovers are the two things where it just doesn't look quite the same. But again. Hertz is still playing great. Like again, he's six and one, and he's he's winning more than he from uh, on the field. He's winning more than he's losing. The turnovers are the real thing that because I, I do think that this this injury, whatever it is, if it's been a lingering thing, can help explain some of the the what we're seeing. Yeah, because I do think some of the the um, some of it is like a lack of dynamic all around. You know, with the way the offense has looked and. Certain things where it does look like sometimes he's holding on to the ball too long, you know, bailing on the pocket a little bit, all that type of stuff that we had not seen as much through last year that you worry about or, right. or, or not worry about, but at least like things to point out. But the turnovers are really the thing that, that compare, like you came into this year and really ever since he's been here, I've talked so much about it, it being your single favorite thing about him is, yeah. is that he doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, you had a you had a sneeze build in there for it was, a few minutes. It was minutes. waiting. I was yeah. wondering if I'd get through it or yeah, not. Yeah, you were you were close. Yeah, I it was, knew something it was, was right happening there. there. Yeah, um, it's been one of the best things about him. And and then like all of a sudden this year, and look, some of them have been his fault. We talked about like the Goddard one, especially last game, the, the Jets game, yeah. like that was caught and out. But like man, and I know this one, like they got in him and it and hit his arm and it got thrown over. But still, like I mean, the fumble was so uncharacteristic. It's just. It is the strangest part about the eye test thing is what it is. And maybe that's the injury. Maybe it's not. And I, I think he's getting better from an eye test perspective, throwing as he has mm-hmm. and all that. But the the turnovers thing, it's like, it's unexplainable. Like, how well, do you go from that to this in terms of protecting the football? So a couple of things. One, I think that the, uh, the, the, uh, 
way he protected the ball last year was never going to be sustainable. Like it was, it was too good. A very very low. But he number did of that turnover. two years in a row. It was both years. He, you know. Yeah, it, he was very good with it for sure. I just mean, for as much as he handles the ball to only have like seven right. turnovers. But in even 18 then, it felt or, like it felt. Forget the actual end numbers. It felt like he didn't have many more. He never put the ball in harm's way. Whereas this year, it's like he already has a ton, and it feels like there could have been way more. And that's why, you know, I think it'd be intellectually dishonest for us to sit here and talk about the 10 turnovers and not act like probably at least half of them are either not his fault or if we're just being honest, like, and it sounds like excuse making, but it's not, but like dumb luck to an extent. Like it just is, right? So. But what I think offsets that is he has had other plays that yeah, should have been interceptions. Look, we, we all watch the Eagles. Everyone listening to this watches He's being the Eagles reckless with the ball. He, there is no question. Forget the numbers at all. He has put the ball in harm's way way more than yeah, last year. Like, and it's, end the discussion. And it's, it's going to be that and maybe the red zone offense. If, the, if we're recording this pod after they play their final game and it's not a Super Bowl winning pod, killed them? Yeah. it'll be the turnovers. And you said something about being uncharacteristic, and I, th- I still think it is, but it's becoming not uncharacteristic. Again, from the Super Bowl on, this guy has turned Seven the ball games, over. I mean, to, compared to like 20, 30, whatever, without. It's there. not a small percentage anymore. Like, yeah. it's, it's not like three games, you know? But it's just this year, really. The Super Bowl was one turnover. It was just a fumble. like, And it was on a weird field with a weird penalty. With I mean, a weird... It was a ma- yeah, I don't think you can include that. It was like that was not that was just a fumble. Like that happens this year. He's putting the ball in harm's way. That was not putting the ball in harm's way. That was just it was a, a fluky fumble. play for sure. Right. I don't think you compare it. Like I think last year is what it is, and I think he was elite at not turning the ball over last year. I think this year he's been horrible at Agreed. it. Like, so so I don't think you can take it from the Super Bowl. And I it, think that's unfair. Well, I just mean like the last seven, eight times we've seen this guy play a game, he's turned the ball. Is the only point I'm making. I get your point. There's a difference I think between the Super a, fluky, a, different thing. a fluky, yeah, fumble. it's a different thing. I'm just saying. I think moving forward from this year, you can say it. That's yeah, fair. Fine, forget the Super Bowl. The, yeah. the only thing I'm saying is, you know, while while we can explain these away by fluky or bad luck, but this whatever. Year you know what this? Year, I mean, like, come on, the Super Bowl, like, it's like a fu- it was a fumble. It happened. It wasn't like he put right. the ball in harm's way. He just dropped the Agreed. ball. Agreed. Right. Like we're talking. The whole point of this discussion is about decision making. Yes. It's not about uh, 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 the ball slipped out of my hands. But but also that's the point. But so also, I think it's a separate thing. I, I agree. It's a different type of turnover. We're I'm worried about the decision making. Yeah, I'm not yeah. worried about whether he's going to hold on to a football. Whether a ball gets not like that fumble last night, that was that was a bad fumble, and that's uncharacteristic. And he shouldn't hold on the ball that long to put himself in that situation. But the purpose of the discussion we're having right now is about him throwing the ball to the other team, yeah. him throwing the ball into spots where it's a, a lot more likely the other team's going to get it than his guy's going to get it. The decision making is the problem with Jalen. Yeah, I agree. And his accuracy has not been as good. He's he still has elite throws, but he's missing more easy throws than he used to. My thing with. And I agree with you. Like, the decision-making is the concerning part. Like, you could argue the one in the pocket last night, maybe he should have better ball protection, whatever. Yeah, but, I think he held on to the ball too long there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. absolutely. I, and that's part of decision-making in a way. I just mean the fluky things that we can individually label as, like, this isn't decision-making, whatever, are, are stacking up. And I don't think this is a Carson situation, but because, like, Carson's a big part of when I've covered the Eagles and how I view things. When Carson started to, like, regress— there was a lot of, well, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside was actually should have been here, so that's not Carson's fault. Or, like, this should have happened, so that actually isn't Carson's fault. And I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm just saying on a totality, while we can individually look at them and say that's Lukey, that, like— I'm just talking about the Super Bowl. I'm just saying let's talk about this year and not the Super Bowl. Right. These are different things. That's all I'm saying. I, right. I, I get your point. I don't I, completely I don't think the Super agree Bowl was with a dis- it, but— 
What do you mean? We're ta- I'm talking about decision making versus a fumble. No, no the there is a difference. I'm just saying we like in, we are watching this guy turn the ball. Over I think all bringing the, time. the Super Bowl into it brings like a it's like a pejorative thing. Like it brings like a, a thing into it that's not part of it. Like just because that was the biggest fumble, like it has nothing to do with the discussion we're having. It's not about protecting the football. It's not about but making it is dumb about decision. To an extent. I mean, Bro, it is. Let's be- it's a different thing, man. This year he's come in, he's, he's, been, he's been careless with the football. That was not careless. That was a mistake, in, like the ball slipped out of his hands and a, on a wet field and all that stuff. Like, right. I, and- I just think, it's, I think it has nothing to do with one or the other. I think they have nothing to do with each other. I'm talking about the interceptions and, like, the, the bad decision-making. Like, yeah, I agree. I think they're both concerning. Like, I, I agree. The decision-making has not been as good this year, without question. And he's just not been as good. Like, he's just not been as good. Now the question is, why? Like, why hasn't he been as good? I think Brian Johnson catches too much heat. Like, I again, I think the red zone play calling is not impressive. It's been horrible. But I just, I put that on Nick. Like, Nick's the head it's coach. It's on both of them. Yeah, it's on both of them. But I mean, like, enough third down game while runs. Like, enough. Yeah, well, like, what also, are we doing? Also, Boston Scott's better. Why isn't Boston Scott getting that. the ball? I mean, Kenny Gamewell, ironically, did have that. It was a nice touchdown nice at touch the end. Run, it was but, nice balance, whatever. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Kenny Gamewell stinks as I, far as that role. Like, I think he's fine as a third running back who can block. Uh, a passing play for you and maybe catch it if he has to, whatever. Like, Boston Scott should run the ball more than Kenny Gamewell. Well, in the third and nine, and you know, basically third and goal, I believe it was third and goal from the yeah. nine. Yeah. Uh, all time, back to back. Like, the running, it was second down to Gamewell was horrible, and then the Hurts draw was horrible. Look, anytime horrible. they hand it to Gainwell, I'm not going to like the play. I'm okay in theory running it on second down, like, as a as a thought process. It's not to Gamewell. But third and nine to have Hurts, like, it wasn't even a quarterback draw really much. Like, I guess it kind of was. But just to, like, charge him up the middle, it's the same thing they did against the Jets. Like, I just, if, if their whole, like, thought process and, like, how they think they're going to fix the red zone offense is just jamming Jalen Hurts up the middle, then that's, A, not going to work, and, B, like, not impressive. And it's going to get him hurt more. We just talked about his injuries, and your whole plan is just to, like, totally. ram him up the middle and see what happens. It doesn't feel... Like it's creative or or special. It's or just, smart. Yeah, it's like a child playing Madden and just being like, I'm just gonna hit X and see like what the quarterback does. Like, so it just yeah. I mean, the red zone thing is still concerning. My my only point with Brian Johnson is like Nick's the boss. So oh, I, just, I agree. I yeah. agree with that overall. But I I still think that would I, I'm not absolving Brian Johnson. No, for sure. But I agree. I think blame. Nick should take the most blame for it. But Brian Johnson takes blame too. He has not been great, especially yeah. when. We can say, like, oh, new job and all that. And that is true. But, like, Sean Desai's over there killing it. So, There's, like, you well, know, and that's why saying. Th- that's why I think if we want to say what the main problem with the offense is, if we're being honest, it's probably Jalen's not as good. Like, I mean, the, the play. He's probably both. It, it's, a it's a combination. But, but, like, I think that we're underrating the, the human side of this where it's, like, like, Steichen and Hertz and Sirianni had a rhythm together. They had a thing. They knew what they liked. He knew what Hertz did well. This and that, whatever. Like, and yes, Hertz seems to be better. But like, you can't tell me that 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 thing that they had calling plays together, rhythm, didn't make a difference. Of course it did. And maybe Brian Johnson will get there at that point. And, and I think it deserves time. But I think it's unfair to be like the play calling doesn't matter. I think it absolutely no, no, no. does. It matters. I, I just think it's think, a big part of I it. I think the top reason. I think it'd be like sixty-five Jalen, thirty-five play calling. Yeah, I'm good with that. 60, 40, something like that. Yeah. I, I do think that with Brian Johnson, the whole thing was supposed to be like he's been here and knows Jalen. And now it's still yeah, like it's real life reps and everything plays. for sure. That's the yeah. most important thing. Um, I just, 
I don't know. I don't have the pitchforks out for Brian Johnson the way other people do. I just that's I where either. I'm at. I, I'm giving him time, but I definitely I think that he holds a fair amount of blame. For sure. Here. Yeah. But it's also funny that we talk about this where it's like they put up 31 points. We list, you know, how the offensive numbers aren't that bad. Like their offense is not bad. They have one of the best offenses totally. in the NFL. It just there are frustrating moments. And I get with play calling, it's always gonna be a little bit. You know, if it works, it's a great call. If it doesn't, then it's a terrible call. But it's just watching Jalen get rammed up the middle. No, it, feel, like, it feels bad. Exactly. It's, it's not like every a, single one of us is like, what are you doing? Exactly. So it, as to why Jalen is struggling, I, I don't like know if there, I think play calling is a part of that. I think that whatever's going on with his legs probably is not ideal. I think like playing new defenses is part of it. But also, it's just really hard to play at the level he played at for a long time. You know, like, that's why guys that do it for 12 years are, like, Hall of Fame ultra-special players. So, Jalen is still, you know, He's prob- learning almost definitely the a top-five quarterback. He's 25 years like, old. I, I think that, like, again, the, the new defense thing, I think that matters. I think the fact that, like, we can't do the Brady and Breeze, like, thing where it's like they've seen everything, so you yeah. can't. Like, Jalen hasn't seen everything. Like, Agreed. he's still seeing stuff. Like, yeah. it's going to take time for him to see. I think that's why he holds on to it more. I, I think it's a like, huge part. I think yeah. it's a massive part of it. So, so I think it is, uh, I think both of these things are true. It is fair to say that for whatever reason, whether it's injury, whether it's whatever, like, Jalen has not been as good so far this year as he was last year. Done. Without a I doubt. Agree, yeah. But I think it's also fair to say that that doesn't mean anything long-term. Like, the fact that Jalen... I agree with that, you know, too, yeah. So, I, I just think it's one of those things where, like, he's adjusting again, and, I, like, hey, they're 6-1, and one and he's still doing pretty damn good, and yeah. I, I think as the season goes on, I think it's only going to get better. Um, all right, a couple things I want to get to before we get out of here, because I, I do have to do a radio show in a couple minutes, um, and obviously we got to get to the Kelly Green. Uh, quick shout-out okay, to... I don't have much else besides... Good, good, yeah. good, yeah. Well, well a quick shout-out. Um, uh, I, I just want to know Go if you... For it. How... What, like... What per if they if you did a pie chart of the win last night, let's say, you know, like Jalen gets, you know, whatever, right, twenty percent of the win, AJ Brown, twenty Jaylen twenty Carter. You know, Sean Desai, forty yep. percent, whatever you want to say or whatever. What what percent do you think you get? Me personally? Yeah. Um, I'll go I mean, look, it's a high percentage based off. I mean, this how about game. this John Clark tweet? I'm told Nick Sirianni in the Eagles team meeting preached bringing the fight physically tonight and physicality tonight. Nick showed video of the joint practices with the Did Dolphins oh, last year. I didn't know that. And oh. emphasized bringing the fight to them. Wow. Elliot, the joint practice loss, has stuck with them. You, Revenge I mean, game. I think like at least. I can't believe least, I didn't like, know that. Somewhere between 8 to 12% of the yeah. win last night is on you. Well, look, I'm the one that gave him the loss. That's my point. Yeah. This whole thing is you. You're the whole joint practice uh, win loss. Yeah, yeah, like, wow. How about it? I, wow. That made my day. I, I had no idea about this. that. Oh, I can't sorry, believe I missed I that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess a high percentage. Pretty good. Revenge was on mind. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, all right. Um, shout out to Goddard. We didn't mention him, but another yeah, really awesome. nice week. Good to see yeah. him back. And Devontae, too, like, not getting the touchdowns up, but, like, still some of those catches. I mean, the dude is just um, phenomenal. All right. Uh, Tush Push just continues to work. Miami, the Miami radio asked me about it. I'm like, I'm like, it's not even a discussion. It's a fair play. It is what it, it is. It is what it is. By the way, but that was, I think everyone wanted him to go for it. I, you know, the crowd was all, but, you know, Calling a timeout, pulling the punter off the field to go for it from like your own twenty-two or twenty-four, yeah, whatever. Move. Ballsy move. Like I, agree, I don't want to stop. Like, I would not have gone for it. The, to, I, I was, I was fine either way. And but I was like, yeah. And then when he went for, it, I'm like, you know what? I think the tush push is unstoppable, so yeah. I'm fine with it. Yep. But like, you know, and it has been unstoppable. But again, he still went for his own twenty something in a set. Like, like that was a ballsy call. I agree. 100%. And I think we, you know, for for a spot yes. where you like be more aggressive. Like, yes. A ballsy. ton of respect for that call. I agree. I agree, and that that play is just amazing. 
Um, all right, and then uh, and then last thing, let's do it, dude. The Kelly Greens are the coolest They're uniforms I've ever seen. They're unbelievable. Like honestly, not only did it feel super nostalgic, that's what I grew up with. It was awesome. Like I yeah. really felt it. I really felt that that eagle logo on 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 the fifty yard line. I right. felt the Kelly Green. Like Emily and I were watching together, and we're both just sitting there, like, wow, we feel like kids. Like really, they looked did awesome. But like just independent of nostalgia, independent of growing up with it, like it's the coolest looking jersey I've seen all year in the NFL. Like it is that jersey just freaking pops. Yep, I agree. So on the last pod, we I guess I opened up saying how like the rollout to the jersey was a little ruined because it got whatever, blah, blah, blah. There was a moment last night where it was the fourth quarter. The Eagles were killing. The, the, the game was over at that point. They're playing all these throwback songs. Like I would imagine songs there from like 95, like, you know. What's that one? It's like, you, you got what I need. Um, you say Yeah, just I love that friend. song. I like the Mario you, version, but oh, whatever. Oh, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Bismarcky. So yeah, exactly. So you they're got, playing like, nice. they did like, whoop, there it is. Like they did like all these songs back to back. Everyone's singing along. It's like the the stadium is rocking. They're killing the Dolphins. They have the Kelly Green. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking like, this is why Jeffrey Lurie waited to do it right. You know, like, so many things went into that game. Like, the jerseys looked awesome, but the team is awesome. Like, if they would have done this in yeah. 2020, which they, I mean, obviously would not have because of what was going on. Right. But, like, you know, 2019, like, when the team was not as good, like, so many things led up to that moment last night. And, like, everything you hoped the Kelly Green jersey game was going to be, that's what it was. Like, yeah, the atmosphere, the totally. way it looked, the score, like, I mean, everything. again, the biggest, forgetting the, the jersey, it was the most important and, or biggest hyped game of the, the last two years. And I, I think the was. ultimate compliment I can give the Kelly Green jersey is, it's too good to do all the time. Yeah, I do. It, so it's that a was wild it. card was, you have to pull, there, pull out. I totally agree. There yeah. were a ton of people being like, this should be the jersey. Like, no, no. I agree. First and foremost, we won a Super Bowl at Midnight Green. Like, we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But also, like, I agree with Elliot, like, if we saw it every like it would be cool because they're great, but like like seeing it twice a year, it becomes the single most special thing that happens each yeah, year. It's like, oh, it's Kelly Green. Let's freaking go. Yeah. Like it matters. I agree with you. And it makes it like the environment's awesome. Like if you're another team going in there, but that last thing on the Kelly Green, I'll say. And it's just repeating it again, but it's worth doing it. Like the players just look awesome in they it. They look so cool. Like Jalen looks unbelievable in the jersey. Devontae looks awesome in it. AJ, like Jason Kells, like every single player that had that jersey on last night, like looked awesome. They're just an awesome, awesome jersey. And like if if you're a fan that hasn't had a chance yet to be up close to the helmet, whether it's like in the team store or whatever, the the helmet, like for me seeing in the locker room, it is an unbelievable helmet. Yeah, it's no the whole it just thing. Is. The whole thing looks freaking amazing. Awesome night, awesome win. Look, they're six and one. They handle business. Yeah, they could um, be seven and one. Could, probably will be. Hopefully, you know, like you said, for some reason they play better down there in Washington yeah. and up here in the Dallas um, game now. All right, uh, I got to do my radio show. Any final thoughts for you out here? I just hope it's not bad Jalen news. Yeah, I do too. And again, I'm I'm optimistic. The way they talk, like clearly he's dealing with something, but it also, like, it seemed like something he's dealing with and he went out and played with it and it's like, you know. I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be managing I'll be curious to see what Nick says today and the reporting and the, if he's on the injury report. Like, a lot, of, a lot of steps till next Sunday. Yeah, I'm with you. be a fun week. It's going to be very maybe interesting. Not. All right. Um, yeah, fun week. Hopefully, uh, World yeah. Series games coming up. That's the well, plan. and also the crowd last night was unbelievable. Great atmosphere, all those things. Man, it just Citizens Bank Park is like unlike anything. The, else. La- the level of noise is just different. The yeah. environment's the same, and man, it was so cool yesterday walking around the city. Eighty percent of the people I saw either had on Kelly Green or a Phillies hat. Yeah, it's, it's like amazing. God, I'm lucky to live here. Yeah, it's super cool. But and, and it the was noise on, is just different. It was loud on TV. It, it's just different at Citizens definitely, Bank Park. Definitely, definitely different. All right, uh, we'll be back later in the week. We'll do our normal stuff as we. Uh, React to a 6-1 Eagles team. Yes. No big deal. Good stuff. All right.
Yeah, a little big deal. He's out. Kind of. We'll talk to you guys later. He's out.